Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Well, I've got a little story. I was looking, I thought I've got to tell some sort of story. I don't know if this is real or not, but we'll, we'll tell it anyway. There was a little boy who, who approached Santa in a department store with a long list of requests. He wanted a bicycle, a sled, a chemical set, a cowboy set, suit, let's say a phone, maybe a gel blaster, a set of trains, a baseball glove, and roller skates. That's a pretty long list, Santa said sternly. I'll have to check my book and see if you were going to be a good boy. No, no, the youngster said quickly, never mind, I'll just take the roller skates. <laughs> you know, when we come to Jesus, we, uh, we come and he's got so many gifts for us. But it's not like that little boy where we have to say, I only want the roller skates. Because he's got the whole lot for us. He's got everything we ever need. And because of Jesus came and he died for us, we can come to him and we can say, God, I'm willing to give up everything. But in the same voice, he's coming back and he's saying, I can give you everything. Everything you need for life. Because he sent his son, it gives us the ability to have this connection with him where we can come and we can actually ask. We don't have to beg. We can ask, and I don't know what you're like with your kids, but my kids, when they ask for something, I love giving them what they asked for. And we can trust this morning that Jesus, who was given to us, just for us, that God gave his best for you and for me personally. And he wants to live in his relationship with us. So we all know the story about God, how he created the heavens and the earth. And he created the, his first two children, his first two perfect children in his image. And the first two children, Adam and Eve, who, that he created and he put on the earth, we think because they're from God, they're going to be perfect, they're going to live perfect lives. But we all know the story. And they all fail. And back at that time, even when he, he put Jesus, put Adam and Eve on the earth, he had a plan for redemption. And that plan was the best plan ever, his son, Lord Jesus Christ, who he sent four or five thousand years later, four thousand years later, to die for us, just for you, just for me. And he didn't come with anything ostentatious, he didn't come with big fanfare, coming down with shouts and screams and whatever else, but he comes born in a lowly manger just for you and me. There's never been and there never will be a gift like Jesus. It's a fact. Do you know anyone who hundreds of years before people have prophesied exactly when you're going to come, when you're going to be born, exactly what you're going to do, exactly the life you're going to live, and you come and you're born and you fulfill every single prophecy that was given you some 700 years before. This man, Jesus, was real. Sometimes we think it's a, it's a story because the world gives us Christmas trees, gives us Santa. I'm not going to blow any bubbles, but it gives us all these things that are great around Christmas. Can we look through the, the stuff that the world puts on us and look towards the reason for the season? And that's Jesus. That's Jesus. I was saying to one of my grandkids last night, and I was saying, what present are you going to get? And, and they were, they're two, so they can't really say much. 
And I was saying, I said to them, do you know why we have Christmas? And I've been reinforcing it over them, that the fact that it's Jesus' birthday and that Jesus was the gift to us and because he was such a good gift, we tend to give gifts to others, to display how great it is to give rather than receive. And so we give gifts. The same spirit that God gave, God showed us when he gave Jesus for us. The answer for us is Jesus, born of a virgin. I'll say it again, born of a virgin, definitely born of a virgin. No matter what the world says, he was born of a virgin. You know, water freezes at zero. It doesn't freeze at plus 10. It might be frozen at minus 10, but it doesn't wait to minus 10 before it freezes. Two plus two always equals four. It never equals three. It never equals five. The compass always points north. And the same with Jesus. Let's not water down who Jesus was. Jesus is our saviour. When we're going to boil water, we don't expect it to boil before or after. There is one point where it boils. There is one point that lines up everything, and that is Jesus. There is one point that points true north, and that is Jesus. There is one thing that we align with, and that's Jesus. Can we not water down our belief system that we tend to go and say, okay, I'm going to go to a plus 10 or a minus 10, but I'm going to aim for Jesus because he gave all for us, everything for us. And this morning as we celebrate his birth, which was amazing, and I was listening to those songs. Actually, I'm going to read a scripture first before I go there. I'd like to read from Luke 8, Luke 2, verses 8 to 20. And it says, And there were shepherds living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great army of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone to into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning about what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God all the things they had heard and seen, which were, which were just as they had been told. The story about some shepherds in their, in their field, just looking after their flocks by night. And everybody in that time had been waiting for the Savior to come, to free them from the oppression from the Romans. But Jesus turns up and frees them from the oppression of sin in their lives, sets them free. You know, all of you here sitting here this morning, and you, I guarantee you don't have to go too many days back to say that maybe you haven't heard an audible, audible voice, but maybe you've had an impression in your heart or in your, in your mind that says, I'm not good enough. 
Maybe you've had an impression in your mind that, that, and a fleeting thought will come back about something that happened years ago. And it comes back and it, it touches you in not a very good way. What can I say? Jesus came to set you free from all that stuff. We expect Jesus to come and to give us financial wealth, which he does. To give us food on our table, which he does. But the very reason he came was to set us free from all that stuff on the inside. And instead of having all that pain come up continually within us, he can set us free from that and give us joy. That is why he came. Can we not take our focus off what he came for, which was us? He didn't come to give us a BMW. He didn't come to give us a big house. He came to set us free from the things that are holding us back on the inside. And he did it very, very well. And let me tell you, if you're sitting here this morning and you've got things in your life that you just can't break through, Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. That's why he came. Well, the story tells about the angels who turned up and and there's there's a possibility, there's two possibilities of thought. One was that Jesus was born in, in, in Bethlehem where the Magi went to see them whenever that was. And they went and they found somehow this baby that was born in Bethlehem. And at that time, there were probably 900 people there. So they're looking for this baby and found this baby. But there's this other train of thought that says where the shepherds were, there's actually a tower there. And where the shepherds had their sheep, they raised their sheep for, for, for sacrificing in the temple, these shepherds. And there was a tower that it just so happened in this tower that there's a manger. And it just so happened in this tower where the manger was, they used to put the the sheep in there when they were sick to look after them. And it just so happened in this very same tower there were swaddling clothes and they wrapped up the sheep to look after them when they weren't feeling too well. And it just so happens that these same shepherds in their fields standing in front of this tower, all of a sudden an angel appears. And I'm thinking to myself, just imagine you're at the soccer match and your team just scores a goal. What would you do? Oh, come on, you do better than that. You jump up and whoa, you big yahoo, whatever it may be. Or maybe you've just had a child that's born. Do you want to tell everybody? I can just imagine the angels sitting there and there's this, there's this line between heaven and earth and they're sitting there somehow in the spiritual realm and, the, and they're sitting there, I want to tell someone, I've got to tell someone because Jesus is born, the Savior of the world is born. And they're sitting there and, and the the shepherds are just sitting there where Jesus was born. And so one angel breaks through. God probably let him, I'm sure. And says, have you heard the story? And they're terrified. And, and he says, Jesus is born, the Savior of the world. And then all of a sudden, none of the angels can hold themselves back. None of the angels can hold themselves back. And there's this chorus singing in front of these angels. And they're sitting in their own amphitheater with their own show going on where the angels are, are shouting and, and worshiping Jesus because they couldn't hold it back because of what had happened. What sort of implant, imprint would that leave on your lives? What indelible imprint would it leave if you were there and all of a sudden angels appear and they just can't help themselves but erupt in praise because of what's happened? And that eruption in praise erupted in the shepherds so strongly that after they'd been to see Mary and Jesus, they come back praising and worshiping God because they couldn't hold it back. Can you imagine ripples going through history? 
ripples going through time that this Jesus was born and it's like you throw that stone in, in the water and the ripples start to ripple out and they affect this person and that person and the next person and the next person. And it's not just in that one time span, it ripples through time and it's affecting us thousands of years later. And even though we haven't seen the angels appearing before us, and even though they haven't shouted to us, and we haven't heard them, we've heard Jesus. Shouldn't we be the same excitement coming out of us as the shepherds? That that ripple in time has hit us, it's impacted us, and we can feel the effects of Jesus hitting our lives because he was born for us. And I don't know about you, I'm sitting in the seat this morning through some of those songs and, and I'm finding my, my emotions welling up within me because I'm realizing that my Savior was born today. Yeah, Yahoo! Yahoo! Yeah. And we get the chance to celebrate Him. We get the chance to celebrate here in church where we celebrate Him, but we also get the opportunity to leave this place today and to celebrate with the world, to tell the ones who don't know Him, to speak to the ones who are lost, to speak to the ones who haven't heard that experience where the angels sing before them and to say, my Jesus lives. Even though he was born in a manger, he lives. You know, Emmanuel, that name says God with us. He wasn't just here with us at that time. Once again, those ripples go through history. And that same Emmanuel, God with us, he's sitting here, or standing with us here, the moment not here, he's right hand of God, but his spirit is here with us this morning. He's here with us this morning, God with us. Let me tell you, Christmas sometimes isn't a nice time for some people because they're going through the pain of past regrets and hurts. And sometimes it's not a very good, pleasant place. But in that pain that we feel quite often, can we take a moment and say that Emmanuel, God, is with us? In fact, Emmanuel, God, is in us. And because God was with us and God is in us, it might affect us what goes on around us. But in the situation with Mary, when Mary was found herself with child, wasn't a good place for Mary because she had traveled a long way. Couldn't find a place to to give birth to her child, and so she finds herself in a place she never thought she'd be, giving birth in a place she never thought would happen. And even though that happened, some shepherds turn up and tell her the story that the angels are rejoicing, even though her situation doesn't look very good, she's in a dirty place and giving birth in, in maybe a stall or wherever it was. But in that same place, the shepherds turn up and tell of the celebration that's going on. Emmanuel, God with us. And sometimes we're in that bad place. Sometimes we're in that place when all seems lost. But can you stop? Because it says Mary pondered in her heart. Can we stop and ponder in our heart? Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. Seeing us, never leaving us, never forsaking us. That is the story of Christmas. You know, it wasn't a celebration that we celebrate this morning. Jesus' celebration was a king's celebration. Not one that we could see, but a celebration in the heavenlies. I think they just saw a glimpse, those shepherds, of what was going on. I don't know what was going on, but I reckon it's the biggest shindig ever. 
the fact that, that Jesus was born and that God gave up his best for us so that we can know his best. If I could sing, I would sing that song, and I'm not going to even try. Know well, know well. Born is the King of Israel. Can, can you imagine quietly sitting it out in the field and all of a sudden that happens? How would you be affected? And he's not just a king, he is Lord of all. He's not just a king, he is Lord of all. You know, those same shepherds, if they had known what was going to happen, their livelihood was going to change. The very reason that they raised their sheep was for sacrifice. And yet the one person they were going to go see was the sacrifice that was going to take away the reason for their existence. They wouldn't have to raise sheep anymore because the sacrifice was given for us. You know, if I was a Kiwi, I'd probably have eaten the sheep. Because I don't know, we just eat sheep as a Kiwi. So I hear Australians do too. But you know, these sheep were born special. Special for sacrifice. And I find it amazing that Jesus is born in the very place where the sheep were born for sacrifice is the very place where Jesus is born. Sacrificed all for us on this day. The angel said to them, fear not. That is for us because Jesus was born, we can be full of joy and we do not have to fear what the world can do unto us. Because I don't know where you think you're going, but I know I've got a heavenly home where one day, one day, I'm going to meet this Jesus that was born in a manger. And I'm going to see him as King of kings and Lord of lords. Who even though he was born as a man, fully man and fully God, I believe he was still carrying all of heaven in that manger. And he's still carrying all of heaven now where he is now. He has set us free from the law of sin and death. The ultimate gift for us is this birth of Jesus. Can we celebrate and imagine, as you, if you haven't opened your presents yet, when you go home today and you open up your presents, can you focus on Jesus and say, God, thank you for the gift that you gave me today. Not just a good gift, but it's an indescribable gift. I don't think any of us can fathom what happened on this day. I don't think what any of us can fathom what happened when he died on that cross for us. But I do know that it's good, and I do know he loves us, and I do know he's never going to leave us. And I do know he's going to fill us with joy and hope and peace. That is the God I serve. You know, there is no separation any longer. The laws that they had to put in to try and work their way to God were broken. And it wasn't the fact that we made our way to God. It was the fact that God made his way to us when he came down. We do not have to go through any laws or regulations to find our way to God. If you want to know God this morning... The only thing you have to do is say, God, I believe in you, I give my life to you, and I want to follow you for the rest of my life. And I know where you're at this morning, but I pray because God's given his very best gift for us today that we celebrate today by sending his son for us, that you will accept that gift today in your life. And before you leave this place this morning, you're going to be able to pray a prayer and say, God, will you come into my life? Will you heal me in a way that I never thought was possible? We allow, even though today we celebrate Jesus as a, as a baby, that now we're going to celebrate you as my Savior and my Lord. He lived a life and an example that we can follow. Perfect. We're never going to be perfect. 
but because he was perfect, he can purify us and give us this relationship with God. For there is no separation any longer. It's Emmanuel, God with us. Can the music team just come up? We're going to sing a song. You know, Christmas is not just a day. An event to be observed and speedily forgotten and, and to press on to the rest of our lives. It's a spirit that should permeate our lives, every part of our lives, from day to day. Can we celebrate what Jesus has done for us? Because Jesus came, we can celebrate that Emmanuel, God, is with us. So tell me, when you leave here today, who's going to go out for a big lunch? I'm going out for a big lunch. Who's got more presents to go home and to open? I have. Can we, when we leave today, can we not forget what Jesus has done? But can we celebrate, let's not be too religious, can we celebrate in the food that he's given us? Can we celebrate in the presence that we've got for each other? Can we celebrate family? Can we celebrate friends? Can we show the very love that Jesus gave to us to each other? To go out and maybe give someone a hug you haven't hugged before. To maybe to, to say something to someone you haven't said for a long, long, long time. Because things have built up and you've allowed the world to come and to, to suppress you and to compress you. But can you take a chance? Maybe tell someone you love them you haven't told that for such a long time. Maybe make a choice that because Emmanuel God is with us, that I'm going to be an expression of God today and every day. I'm going to choose love. I'm not going to listen to hate. I'm going to choose peace. I'm not going to listen to the things that the world is going to tell me, but I'm going to choose Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us today. Can we all stand? And I'm going to pray quickly. words cannot express what you did for us. The feelings that we feel, Lord God, are not good enough, Lord. But God, so, but I, I say thank you, Lord, from the, the best I can this morning, that you came. And what's even better, Lord, is that you chose us all to be kids. And I'm so thankful that I made the decision to choose you, Lord God, and to give my life to you. I'm so thankful that you came. I'm so thankful that you came humbly as a baby just for us. You gave up all of heaven just for us. So today, we say thanks. We say thanks, Lord God. Oh, you're so good. And God, just as the shepherds went back and they celebrated, we celebrate all you are. We celebrate who you are. We celebrate, Lord God, that you are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. And Lord, you are above everything, everything that would try to hold us back. And so today we shift our focus back on you today. And we say, we love you, Lord. I say, I love you, Lord God. And I thank you for what you did for us. In Jesus' name.